Welcome to the Geek Exploration Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Here we are. We are uh, we are once again doing our casual talk about, talk about news show. Yeah, I think we're going to try and get back on track because it's been a, December's been a weird month for us. Yeah, November into December. Yeah, like uh, things kind of got off track and mixed up and 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 weird, and we had someone else doing our show. Yeah, bonus weeks for this and that. Which, uh, by the way, Feature Features, you guys did a great job. Yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah. I don't think Aqua Teen Hunger Force is something we would have uh, pinpointed right away as its own episode. Like, we maybe, might... maybe we would have done like an Adult Swim episode Yeah, or, or like a Williams Street episode. Yeah. But uh, probably not right, not just Aqua Teen, and uh, they clearly had the passion for it. Yeah, yeah. The, I I found myself because I I probably watched Aqua Teen the first like three seasons or so. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I think I maybe got like six in. Yeah, there was a lot I didn't know, and, and then a I lot had of... like kids and stuff, and I kind of fell off. I didn't know it went for fifteen fucking years. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's insane. I feel like I need to go back and watch a bunch of that because I I did enjoy that show. Yeah. So it's been um, three weeks again. Like yeah, same thing, like while, with with yeah. that with that creator corner thing. So we've we've got a bit of of news that might be old at this point, but we'll try not to just talk about shit that uh, that has been talked to death about already. Oh, well, this has been a weird year all around. Like we're getting to the end of the year here and kind of like looking back on what twenty twenty has been, and outside of it being like three weeks, shit gets old quick this year. Like it's just been time has been a different beast. Yeah. This year than it normally has. The news cycle has been like super accelerated and delayed at the same time. Yeah. With pop culture news, it's just been a really weird fucking time. And uh, I'm ready to be done with it. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. This is our last episode of the year. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. We're recording this on like the 26th. So yeah. there won't be another one. We'll be back next year. Ooh. And, uh, I guess 2020 year in review, uh, my one word review for the year is fuck. Ugh. (laughs) What a fucking mess of a year it was. Holy shit. But uh, here's to 2021 being better. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Bit of a downer. So John, what do you got? Well, I guess we can start on a note that, uh, that I'm sure caught everybody, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's one that is. Both fun and serious at the same time. Uh, I'm sure everyone heard about Mr. Thomas F. Cruz uh, flipping the (laughs) fuck out on his crew. Holy shit, man. That was an angry Tom Cruise. I doubt he had that cheese dick smile he usually has. He was dropping Fs, and boy, was he yelling. Yeah, he takes takes COVID precautions seriously, it would seem. Yeah. He was pissed. And you know what was funny is coming out of it, there was there was actually debate going on over whether or not he was justified. You know, people saying like, "Well, fuck yeah, he's he's justified. This is serious." And other people saying like, "It doesn't matter what what it, the the situation is. You can't treat people like that. You can't talk to people like that." Uh, personally, I fully support Tom Cruise's flip out. He wasn't going like Mel Gibson. The Jews are all the bad people, or Christian Bale fucking just being a shithead and like complaining about stuff that doesn't matter it's like he was coming from a place of like hey if you keep fucking this up we're all gonna be out of work yeah and it's gonna hurt people that aren't you and like okay like it wasn't 
completely selfish, I don't think. Yeah, I liked that he was talking about people putting food on their table or like paying for their kids' college yeah. and stuff. Like there was thought behind that. It wasn't like Alec Baldwin calling his daughter a fat pig on a voicemail. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't entirely narcissistic and selfish. It seemed like there was some sort of greater good motivation in it. Poorly handled? Yes. But at least at least it wasn't like why are all my M&Ms green i wanted yellow ones <laughs> does that even exist anymore is there a yellow m&m oh, i don't know I, I you know honestly i know there's yellow peanut m&ms yeah for sure those are the m&ms i eat i don't think i've eaten regular m&ms outside of like a hollow you know getting them on my kids getting them on halloween in a long time yeah i don't think there's a yellow one anymore i think it's just blue red green brown oh interesting wow i hadn't thought about that in a while maybe they didn't want to get confused with reese's pieces I don't think they're worried about getting confused with Reese's because their pe- their peanut butter M&Ms are in an orange package. I think they're deliberately trying to get confused with Reese's. <laughs> well, I mean, the, but the, the, the peanut butter M&Ms are bigger, too. Oh, yeah, they're a different beast for sure. But I think they're definitely trying to, to fucking piggyback on that shit. I don't think they're distancing themselves at all. Yeah. wonder how Tom Cruise feels about his M&Ms. We should call him. Yeah. We have his number, right? Uh, I can get in touch with someone. <laughs> uh, so I guess in other horrifying news, or or not horrifying necessarily, <laughs> but distressing, uh, DC is cutting down their line to 34 books next year. That's all. They're, they're only going to produce 34 comics a month, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's pretty low, because like even... Even when they were doing the new 52 and there were 52 books a month, I don't think that's like the biggest it's ever been. No, I think they were in the hundred, like over a hundred for a while. Oh shit. Yeah. Back in the, the, the heyday in the, in the nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the boom. I think, I think they had over a hundred books a month and now they're, they're paring it down to 34. And, uh, I looked through the list, 14 of them are Batman related books. Ugh. Well, I guess if they sell, that makes sense to the to the overlords at AT&T that that's, you know, more Batman equals more money. I mean, that's almost half the books. Yeah. That is, I mean, I love Batman at least as much as the next guy. I'm not sure who the next guy is, but I mean, I like Batman. Yeah. But uh, DC becoming like the Batman Superman only line is distressing, I guess. Yeah. And the thing that bothers me about that is that Knowing how trends go and how popularity goes, Superman will only get like seven of them and I'll be, I'll be secretly bitter. Yep. Or well, not secretly bitter. It's going to be the folks that are popular in the movie theater. Yep. Is what it's going to be. Like, you're not going to get a Plastic Man book. Well, and those were, those were the early rumors, you know, coming out of people like, uh, you know, again, d- don't come at us over Comicsgate. We're not Comicsgate. But uh, Ethan Van Skyver, you know, like, like dropping all the, all that news or the, the rumors and reports that DC is essentially slowly shutting down their their print arm and they're only going to be making comic books out of popular characters like well and he also mentioned that they might end up licensing mm-hmm. them out to somebody else to create them which at this point with the, the way AT&T's been going with it AT&T doesn't want to make comics i don't think they, they don't even want to make movies or movies to put in the theaters yeah they don't they 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 don't seem passionate about it or willing to support it and uh it would not surprise me if they end up licensing batman to marvel at some point and then the if they do that though the whole dc universe just goes down the drain because they're not going to want to publish obscure characters 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was talking to, to my buddy Adam the other day. I ran into him at the comic shop about that very thing and, like, how weird it would be if all of a sudden Marvel was making Superman and Batman and, like, you have Superman and the Avengers and, you know, Captain America and the Justice League. Like, how long would it take to get used to that? I don't know if I ever would. Yeah, it'd be really weird. Uh, and, and and good characters, some good, less like Lobo, would just go away. They're not going to bring Lobo over. Yeah, that's weird. There'd be like a Dark Horse Lobo book. If Dark Horse even existed anymore. Yeah. Like the, the whole DC universe could just pare down to the top 10 Justice League characters and a few of their villains occasionally. And that could be it. Like that's, I don't know, that is upsetting to me. I don't like that idea. But unfortunately, it seems like where things are heading. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of our overlords at AT&T, boy, they sure been fucking up with Warner Brothers. Oh, boy. You know, we, in our last off-topic debrief, the, the news of Warner Brothers' um, new model for going to streaming and theatrical simultaneously had just dropped. So we were just doing a little daydreaming, like, oh, that could be cool. You know, cool. I'll get my movies ahead of time. But holy shit. The shit has hit the fan since then. Yeah, I was purely thinking about it from the consumer side. Being like, okay, cool. I could pay less for stuff. I get free things. That sounds cool. And then, like, the people that make movies came out and were like, bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're angry. And I was like, okay, you guys have a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Um, I mean, uh, there there's all those reports about uh, the production company Legendary, who does a shit ton of, of uh, producing for Warner Brothers movies. Um, getting super pissed and even considering uh, litigation over Dune because it's essentially killing Dune. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they've got a revenue sharing agreement from like box office. And uh, if there's no box office, like where, what is the revenue from HBO Max? That's gray at best. Yeah. And, and like Legendary had put up like, what was it? Like 75% of the movie's budget, which I'm sure is around like 250 million. Yeah, which is not a small amount of money. Yeah, and they've, they've got investing partners that they have to get make the money back for. Like they are getting fucked. And uh, apparently the early reports was like, well, Warner Brothers has it pretty locked tight that, you know, they have choice of distribution. But from from what I'm hearing from my inside sources, which I don't have any, but just uh, just reports coming out that apparently Legendary does have a pretty decent leg to stand on. Like it's it's not so simple. The unwritten expectation was that it would be released in theaters. Yeah. And that there would be box office returns. And if there's not, then there's at least an, an implicit change. Now, I, I guess Warner Brothers did have exclusive discretion over distribution. Mm -hmm. So they're a little covered there, but uh, someone's getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're getting fucked hard enough, someone, you know, the courts might be sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are all sorts of fucking like back end deals where people get kickbacks on on the uh, on the box office, including like with. with uh... So I guess that that's where like where lots of people like fucking Jack Nicholson legendarily made a fucking mint off of Batman because that was part of his deal for starring in the movie was getting a percent of the theater grosses. And um, and with something like Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot both had those types of deals. And, and there could have been more people as well who have, you know, kickbacks and yeah. incentives, bonuses, essentially. And so what Warner Brothers did for them in order for them to to promote it and say like, oh, yeah, this service, this whole fucking 
model they're going to <laughs> Sign this year. Sign up for HBO Max. Yeah, this is great. And apparently um, the reports are that, that Warner Brothers gave them bonuses assuming that the movie was going to make a billion dollars in, oh, in box boy. office revenue. Which, I mean, Aquaman did it. Wonder Woman was huge, so of course Wonder Woman would would make that. I, I think it's a pretty safe assumption. Where does it make the money, though? Like, are they counting HBO Max subscriptions? Like, where? No, no, no. What, what, the, what it was was they gave them the bonuses as if it had come out into the theaters in order to get them on board, to not be yeah. pissed like Legendary. I get that, but where where do they see making that money back? I just don't... That's the confusing part. It's oh, like, yeah. I don't know. They're not going to make it in the theaters. HBO Max may or may not do it. Like, it's just a squishy number for them, and then eventually there's rentals that I guess they could make something on, but it's... Yeah, I wonder what kind of investment they have in HBO Max, where it's like how much cash they have to dole out for... Because they'll probably... Fi- figure it into like the promotion budget or yeah. something, you know, and, and, uh, but problem is they didn't give those deals to any of mm-hmm. the other creators. And apparently a lot of the other creators found out like the day before from news outlets or some shit, like asking them for quotes on it. That's not a good way to find out. That yeah. You're about to lose your ass. So there's a lot of people fucking pissed. Like fucking Chris Nolan was very vocal about it. Fucking James Gunn. Um, I think Judd Apatow had also had some like people are all over Twitter and um, apparently the the DGA is considering a Warner Brothers boycott, the Directors Guild of America. So, wow, that'd be interesting. Warner Brothers done fucked up. But from what from what it sounds like, Dune may actually get a an exclusive theatrical release before it goes to streaming you know, to, to appease them. But problem is they're, they're not going to make the profits they would have made pre COVID anyway. Yeah. And every other picture is going to want the same thing. Yeah. You know, James Gunn, when he comes out with the suicide squad movies also going to want that theatrical release money. And where do they, where do they draw the line and how do they draw the line? Yeah. Fucking matrix four. Yeah. And does everybody do the people that matter stop working for them? Like does James Gunn walk off the suicide squad movie? Cause it ain't done. You sure? I bet I bet principal's done. Oh yeah, but it's it's not cut. It's not finished. Post. Finished yeah. though, and and if he walked off from it, it would be a fucking big black eye. Yeah, for Warner Brothers, still, it would be a problem. So what a mess. Yeah, yeah. Somebody is definitely if they haven't already, someone's losing their job. Yeah, because the company is gonna is gonna lose a lot of lot of money from this. Yeah, that or it'll work. I mean, maybe it works out in their favor and they just give the big middle finger to a bunch of people and they make out okay. But in the long term, does it fuck them? Like, are they now out some of the talent they would need or or do they become, are they like wagering on themselves becoming indispensable? But like, look how successful this was with fans. This is the new model, fuckers bow down and fucking deal with it yeah we got the money that we needed so now we can we can find filmmakers you don't want to work for us we can find talented filmmakers who will yeah yeah so is, the, is that the gambit i mean that it could work out for them who knows it may shake up hollywood there's a lot of money in hollywood that maybe doesn't need to be there i don't know well the thing that would suck <laughs> is if is if the dga boycotts them because the overwhelming majority of directors yeah. like have to belong to the dga like i, th- I think I don't like I know at least Tarantino didn't join like he made his own way like Robert Rodriguez I think is not a part of the DGA but there's very few names in Hollywood that are not part of the guilds like it's just sort of what you do 
And no, so it'd be like a scab situation. It's a big union operation, though. But it just depends. I mean, if they were able to keep going forward, does it then weaken the position of the guilds and the unions moving forward? Where maybe people question whether or not they should be a member. Because it's blocking them off to potential work, and there's not a fuck of a lot of potential work. Like, we know some folks that work in Hollywood, and they're not... It is not booming right now. Yeah. It is fucking tough times. And if it comes down to showing solidarity to your, you know, the guild that you pay dues to every year and putting food on the table, you know, it's great if you're fucking Spielberg and you'd be like, well, I don't need to work. I'll just yeah, yeah. fucking take the time off. But for most of the people in the entertainment industry, that's not the case. See, it'd be They int- need to work. I, I think what they would need is for the fucking investors in movies to also tell wb to fuck yes. off yeah because then any studio has the the cash to hire those people if the money dried up they'd be fucked yeah but uh money does not always follow ethics i've noticed no <laughs> so you know it's a big gamble on the part of at&t and wb and it may pay off or it may fuck them only time will tell how this thing weighs out and uh it's been a weird fucking year, so I'm not about to make any predictions one way or the other. On yeah. That. It could, it's anyone's game at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was talking shit about Wonder Woman holding on to its release date. but Yeah, and it did. It sure did. Speaking of, I heard you watched it. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. What'd you think? I watched it yesterday. Um, Two-word review? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's one more word than you usually get, but I didn't watch it, so with yeah. the two of us combined. Yeah. Not good. Ooh. Yeah, I, I won't go into any details at all because one thing I hate, um, and I'm sorry that I do it to you fairly often lately, it seems. It's my fault. Is, is when somebody says, you know, without giving away like plot details or something, they just say something that bothered them. Like, oh, I didn't like the way this person drove a car. And then when you go to watch the movie, you're thinking about that already. So it like, I'm one of those people where, where it'll bother me more. I'm like, oh yeah, they really do fucking drive that car stupid. <laughs> That's and, how you drive a car. Yeah. And it ruins that scene in the movie. Like any enjoyment I could have gotten out of it because I'm sitting there thinking about that. So I won't do that to anyone. But there was a lot to not like. So, I mean, I mean, it's not doing that, that great on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I think audience-wise, it's 74% and critics was at 65 But it just, they made a lot of decisions in that that I feel should have been made differently. I, see, what's the point of even giving a non-spoiler review? Just to say whether or not I enjoyed it? I don't know. It's, well, it's, I mean, you don't give any spoilers, but you can still say what you thought about it. I mean, if your idea of a spoiler is your opinion spoils it, then, then yes, <laughs> there's not really much of a reason for you to give a review at that point. Yeah, no, I, uh, let's say, I, I think... What was its greatest weakness? Writing. Yeah, that's like, what like I figured. The, yeah, the, the, the script and the story, like, it, it just, there was nothing fresh. I think in every aspect, it just sort of lacked. Like it's, it's really a bummer. There's, there's a few cool shots and a a few cool things for fans. And, um, but, but I just think overall, like, and it's two and a half hours long. That is long. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just like halfway through the movie, Angelina and I paused it and, and like, we, we had like the same, uh, reaction at the same moment where we just sort of like chuckled, like, are, are you serious? Like, is this really what's happening? Are we going to finish this? Like, we're going to finish this just because we started it, but... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, well... Because at first when we started watching it and we, we were, you know, going to be coming over to your place for Christmas, 
was like, oh no, we got to finish it and then we can go over. Like that's, that's just how it is. We're starting. It's a, it's a theatrical experience at home. And, um, but then, uh, you know, like at that moment when we paused it, I was like, so I'm okay finishing it later if you want to, we, we did finish it, but I just, that's not a glide. I I had lost hope for it. And, uh, and it didn't redeem itself. I take it. Nope. Not at all. Well, I won't be getting HBO Max to watch it then. Yeah. More than likely. So I've been talking for a while. What do you got, Ben? So I guess on the note of uh, watching things, we're going to go real loose with the segues here today. Uh, What'd you think of the the season finale of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Like, that's been a big thing in the news. And uh, I think it's been far enough now that we can talk about it without concerning about spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, you should have. And if you're listening to this any further, we're going to say something that uh, would not be a surprise. If you, haven't- yeah. if you haven't seen it and you've completely stayed off the Internet, then you should pause this show because yeah. things are going to get spoiled for you. But if you're on the Internet, it's everywhere. It's all the fuck over the Internet, almost irresponsibly so immediately after it came out. Yeah. And I think I sent you a picture of a thing that would totally so- spoil the Luke Skywalker surprise at the end. It was like, you know, Mark Hamill's thoughts on his cameo in the mandalorian finale and it was put out like an hour after the fucking the the episode came out it was like fuck you guys that is an irresponsible headline yeah to be thrown out there less than 24 hours after this shit came out that's just a dick move yeah when you can just as easily say like this star wars actor from the original trilogy talks about their cameo and you're like okay that's cool there's somebody from the original trilogy badass yeah Yeah, anything that to to just obfuscate it a little bit on so that when you're scrolling through something doesn't get ruined with you out without you even clicking on the fucking link yeah you sometimes you just have to be on the on the internet and if it's a fucking pop-up you don't have any choice over that um so yeah luke skywalker showed up fucking wreck shop yeah he had his darth vader and rogue one moment and it even it went even longer but i liked how it ended in a hallway like uh like the rogue one one and he's, yeah, he's slashing through those fucking dark troopers, which I thought were potentially made of Beskar, but apparently it must be Durasteel because he was slicing the fuck through him yeah. with his lightsaber without, with very little difficulty. Yeah. It was cool seeing Luke again. Um, I'm, I'm generally a little bit jaded with a lot of this stuff I've noticed. And, uh, I was still stoked to kind of see his slightly, uh, like something was off about it de-aged face and i can't tell if it was because something was really off about it or just like i clearly knew it was fake oh yeah was that, I, that that wasn't de-aged that was a completely cgi mapped face it seemed a bit off but he didn't talk much and i saw some things saying like why didn't they get someone else to play luke skywalker it's like because it wouldn't look exactly like luke skywalker my question is why didn't they deep fake it because deep fakes seem have gotten so good, good. Right? yeah it's it's shocking to me that DC, or DC, that Disney keeps on doing these fucking CGI faces that never look real. And there, there's never been a single person who says, oh, yeah, that totally fooled me. And they've done it on a very big scale with fucking Rogue One, with uh, fucking Grand Moff Tarkin and Leia. And Leia. And, and both yeah, of those ones, get yeah. ridicule. And, like, this one had the exact same problem. Like, there, there was... There was nothing real about that face. When he was standing still and not moving his mouth, you know, I was like, okay, that's, that's Luke Skywalker. But anytime he moved his mouth at all, like it seriously reminded me of fucking Justice League fucking mustache deletion level. Yeah, the, the, they just don't have the mouths down. 
Yeah. And yeah. And it was all in the mouth. That was the biggest problem. Yeah. But I, I think I still prefer it over them getting someone to come in and play a stand in Luke because you don't get the same when he pulls his hood back. Like that's, it's clearly Luke Skywalker. That's yeah. awesome. Whereas if it was some other dude to be like, is that Luke? Is that supposed to be Luke Skywalker or is that some other Jedi that I'm not maybe familiar with? Yeah. And uh, they'd have to be like, yo, is that Luke Skywalker? And he'd be like, you're right, it is. See, I kind of assumed that they would just, as I was watching it, I thought they would just leave the hood on and, you know, it would be more of like a visual representation of, of a pass off, you know, with like some, some swelling emotional music. And then, you know, he'd walk away with him. Yeah. And you just understand that it was Luke, but of course it's not Mark Hamill in there. And I would have been all right with that. I, Cause I came out of that not thinking like, fuck yeah, I saw my favorite fucking Star Wars character again. That was amazing. I, I came out of it thinking like, man, that was fucking weird with that face. Like it, it, it did, it took away from it more than, more than it gave. I guess. In my opinion. Oh, I was pretty stoked about it. I thought it was cool seeing him come through rec shop, show up. Uh, what really ruined it for me was R2-D2 showing up for no fucking reason at all. Like, why would he get out of the X-Wing? Because he, he's adorable. He rolled all the way over there to beep and bloop at Grogu for a little bit and then leave. Like, it added nothing than, than horseshit fan service to the <laughs> scene, and it didn't need to be there, and I hated it. That bothered me way more than Luke's funky lip, <laughs> personally. And also, I, I kind of expected, I almost expected Grogu to uh, intervene a bit more in the, the final battle there. Yeah. To like, like I, like I fully expected like the... Um, Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon to like almost, you know, like, like down on Din with the fucking Darksaber and ready to fuck him up and then get like flung across the room or something. And Grogu's like, yeah, bitch, you want to fuck around? <laughs> but uh, I could go either way on that. But the uh, R2-D2 was a step too far for me. Yeah. That, that took me out of it. I could deal with Luke's funky face i don't want no funky face luke well the other option is a different face luke or a no face luke yeah i guess but even then it would be a mystery like is it luke is it not luke like a lot of people be like yeah of course it's luke he's got a green lightsaber and he's coming in and wrecking shop but is it like same thing if they got sebastian stan in there or something to play luke like be like okay he looks kind of like him but they'd have to like say his name to confirm that it's him and i think that monkeys it up a bit i was glad they didn't say like he didn't have to be like yeah i'm luke skywalker at the yeah. end skywalker luke skywalker, skywalker yeah <laughs> but all in all I, I think the season was pretty good um i i as i stated early on i think i kind of hoped that storyline would end halfway through and we'd move on to something else but mm -hmm. it seems like it's concluded and i'm interested to see where they go they got they had the the book of boba fett mm -hmm. trailer at the, at the end, end that um i'm not really sure where that's going because he's just going he's like taking the throne at Jabba's palace he's gonna run criminal enterprises didn't seem like what he was into in the uh, he seemed pretty honor bound in the fucking Mandalorian all of a sudden and now he's taking over Jabba's palace and also it seemed kind of weird that Bib Fortuna would be the one that would take over that empire <laughs> I enjoyed that that was fun it was cool seeing like big old fat Bib Fortuna sitting on the the throne and 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 do that but uh I imagine the other huts would have a, a say in the spice trade in the Tatooine region. Yeah. Maybe not. All right. Well, uh, 
Speaking of things that people are excited about on streaming services, like event series is, um, we've got a release date for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it is coming out. Like, I, I thought it would be like summer or fall, based on when they started announcing things and dropping things, but it is apparently coming out March 25th. 2021 that is soon yeah it's uh i guess it's on the the anniversary of the release of uh batman v superman but um yeah we don't have to wait that much longer and i'm fucking stoked definitely get hbo max for that yeah yeah i i think uh, i think i'll keep my hbo max through there I've, i've got it for wonder woman and i uh, just went through creating a super badass playlist. They've got a lot of material on there, and I was only going through movies, not even uh, TV series. Uh, so something neat that I saw, and I posted it on Twitter, and I think I, I think you saw it as well. The uh, the first look at Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios in Japan. Yeah, Shigeru out. Miyamoto. Yeah, did a did a personal like uh, walkthrough of all the stuff they have there. And uh, it looked really cool. Like, it looked like Super Mario World. Like, it was visually cool. Uh, He only showed, like, one ride-off, that, uh, like, Mario Kart thing in Bowser's Castle, which looked kind of cool. But, like, you have, like, a watch, and you go around and, like, hit blocks and and earn rewards or whatever from it of some variety. Yeah, and it seemed like that was, like, an add-on. So you can go into the park without it, but if you want to, like, do these bonus activities and, like you know, get rewards or something, then, then you do yeah. that. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a, like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. You try and find all the question mark boxes and stuff, but I don't know. Like it looked, it looked cool, but if all that there was, was what he showed in that video, I would be a bit disappointed with my visit. Yeah. It doesn't look very big and, and immersive as much like, it, like you're there, you're in the land, but it, I don't know. It's, it seems, it seems small. I'm hoping they were showing off just like the Super Mario section of it because it's called Super Nintendo World. Oh, interesting. And so like I'm hoping they have like a Metroid section and a Donkey Kong section and maybe some like a Castlevania well, section or there'd something. There'd have right? to be have to be a Zelda section because oh, that, yeah, that's that's absolutely. Nintendo property. Like both Castlevania and Metroid are Konami, so that that, that there could be licensing issues. I don't know. Yeah, but, but there would have to be a Zelda section. Yeah, right. And so if they had a Zelda section that was as cool as that, maybe some other stuff, like, okay, that may be worth the day there. I'm curious to see. It opens February 4th, so I imagine we'll get some more objective reviews. And he also mentioned that they were planning on doing similar Super Nintendo worlds in Los Angeles, Orlando, and Singapore. Okay. So we may get a chance to check it out locally eventually yeah yeah let's see how 2021 and vaccines do before we uh we think about amusement parks expanding well and i'll certainly be going to the one in la before i'll be going to one in japan i imagine yes though i would love to go on a trip to japan i want to go to japan let's do it so while we're on the topic of video games i got a couple other video game news items that uh piqued my interest over the last couple weeks uh, they released a trailer for a game called Back for Blood. Yeah, you sent me a link to this, and I appreciate it. Which is which is pretty much Left for Dead Three, since Valve has not given us Left for Dead Three. They seem to be filling the gap, being like, you know what? They can't copyright the formula, and uh, it looks 
fucking great. It looks so fun. Holy shit. If people listen to uh, both our, our zombies episode and what did we do? Was it a, the I think survival horror, horror survival horror. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And like, you know, my love for left for dead. I fucking love that series so much. And I, I wanted fucking left for dead three more than possibly any specific sequel oh, in time. Yeah, Cause wow. I mean like what I love another Contra. Yeah, sure. Well, do I want another Castlevania? Of course. But I don't think there's, there's a single video game series that I, that I was like, eagerly anticipating a sequel to more than that well unlike contra and castlevania like there's only two left for deads yeah and they were both magnificent yeah and so uh, i'm i'm hoping this is good and it's as awesome as we hope it is but like it's it's got four you know co-op player snarky dialogue fucking shooting they're not zombies i think they're mutants of some variety yeah they're 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 infected with something yeah the, the alternate for zombies but that fucking trailer looked exactly like Left 4 Dead. It's absolutely a spiritual successor. If well, and else. didn't it? Isn't it being created by a bunch of people who were on the team I that created so, yeah. the original one? Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought I heard that, and I mean, it makes sense because it, it's yeah. I cannot wait for it to come out. Um, I I will buy it. I'll put a link in the show notes. So you can go watch the trailer. If it was you a good trailer. It. it was it was a long presentation. Yeah, plenty of like what looked like real gameplay footage. Yeah, and uh, so I'm excited. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm glad I have more an Xbox Left 4 Dead style action. Yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm just hoping it did not mention if it had local multiplayer or not. I'm oh, hoping it's yeah. not all online only because that's the way things have gone. And but like sitting around with three buddies playing Left 4 Dead was a fuck of a lot of fun. I mean, I've got like like an extra little like, I don't know, it's probably like a 25-inch TV or some shit, maybe like a 32. I'll bring that over. I'll set that up in your garage. I'll bring my Xbox just so we can play multiplayer yeah. together. I mean, we can do that, but it's like I got a 55-inch TV. Like I can apportion that into televisions that are still larger than the TV I played when I was a kid. Yeah. So I, still larger than the entire TV I played GoldenEye on. <laughs> With four people. Yeah, so... Fucking let me do that, please. Uh, in a less smooth video game notice, uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 release has been a fucking shit show. That's what I've heard. I haven't read into it much, but it uh, seems Man, like there's a lot of bullshit going on. It was on. probably one of the most anticipated games of the year. Came out on, on the 10th. So, you know, it's been a couple weeks now. And there was some troublish signs early on. and boy it's it's been ugly so when it first came out like they sent only a very select amount of review copies to people and, and told them hey you can go ahead and review the game but you have to use our pre-recorded footage you can't use any of your own footage in the game which is a bit of a red flag like why why are they telling people this and they only sent it out for review on pc and so the reviews were were largely good mentioning you know a lot of you know some uh, some bugs and some funkiness here and there but largely okay and then it went out to the masses, and uh, it's pretty much unplayable on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It, it, it crashes constantly. It's a, a total mess. There's been reports of, like, potential hardware damage on the PS4. Holy shit. Because it, it's working the system so hard. Uh, stuff's just popping up randomly as you're going through, and it's, it's just a total mess. So bad that PlayStation pulled it from their store and offered full refunds to everybody that bought it on I PS4 and PS5, 
Microsoft also offered refunds. They didn't pull it from the store, but they're offering refunds to anyone who wants them on on the Xbox store. Wow, Keanu, you should have planned that thing out better. Oh man, and and it's just it's it's very glitchy. Like it plays okay on on PC. I I still got it for my nephew. He that's what he wanted for Christmas, so I got it for him. And he uh, he has a computer that's supposed to be able to play it well. So we'll see where it goes. But then about two weeks in, it came out that. If your save file got over eight gigabytes, it would corrupt and not load, and you would lose your all of your progress. Wow! And and the main way people were getting up there, they were using um, not necessarily exploits, but if you, there's ways to use the system where you can craft things, and if you do a lot of crafting to make a lot of money, uh, it bloats your save file, and once it hits eight gigabytes, it's fucking toast. And the most frustrating thing is CD Projekt Red's like response to that on their forums was, well, that's not how the game's supposed to be played. Start a new game after you finish it. Don't do that. Which is gross. Yeah. Especially since they advertised it as like the biggest, most free and open world project ever where you can do anything you want. And they're like, that's not the way the game's supposed to be played. Don't, don't make your save game that big. Otherwise you'll be fucked. Just start with a new character and play over again. Yeah. Do, but do it right this time. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of a yucky response. And the, the, the unfortunate thing is they had a, a nearly sterling reputation going into this as like the good guys in gaming, the anti-EA mm. out there trying to make a good gaming experience, complete gaming experience. Uh, and, you know, they had the cred from the Witcher series games. Oh, is that what their, what their team did before? Yeah, they've done a ton of stuff. But the CD Projekt Red has a pheno- had a had a phenomenal reputation in the gaming industry as like the guys doing the right thing. And then they come out and fucking like limit bad reviews or realistic reviews of the game, put out a game that's completely not ready and just completely shit the bed on this. And, and somewhat in their defense, there was a lot of pressure for them to put this game out. They delayed it a few times. And if they'd come out and said, Nope, sorry. Like they did that whole overtime thing. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. They, you know, basically said, "Hey, we're we're I got we're in a final push. We're going to do a little bit of mandatory overtime." And they got a lot of shit for that because early on they promised that they wouldn't do that. Hmm. So they were under a lot of investor pressure and player pressure to get this thing out, and uh, they probably should have delayed it again. Yeah, because it has been one of the fuckiest release cycles that I have ever seen. <laughs> Like it's stuff like No Man's Sky that came out and was a huge fucking shit show and disappointment as well. But that was from, you know, a game developer that almost no one had heard of. They were a small developer doing their thing and they just overpromised. Like this is a proven developer with a reputation that they have just absolutely tarnished, which yeah. is a shame. Shit. Yeah. I still want to play it though. <laughs> I have nothing that it'll play on. Oh, really? It won't play on Xbox One? Well, I mean, it will, but it, it's, like I said, it's virtually oh, unplayable. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, it's so bad, it crashes constantly. Like, maybe once they patch it a bunch and optimize it, it'll be playable on there. But my PC is not good enough to to play it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, PS5. And the other shame is that the, the consoles it does run well on are in short supply. So even if you wanted to play it and you wanted to try and get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, you might have a hard time doing so. Yeah, get get that thousand dollars ready, like I see all over Facebook Marketplace. And so it's uh, that is a shame. Now, one option you may have soon to play it, if you can't get your hands on a PS5 or an, an Xbox Series X, is uh, the KF console. 
<laughs> like <they're laughs> It'll also keep your chicken warm. They uh, they came out with an op- with a website and announced a few new features and stuff. And I will link to the website in the show notes. It looks like they're actually doing it. It wasn't just a marketing stunt. They 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 say they've they've partnered up with Cooler Master, which is a fairly respected brand in PC stuff. Like they've made cases for years. Oh, so that's what that is. When you said Cooler Master, I was I was like, what is that? Like fucking like Coleman? They make like like no. actual like fucking coolers and thermoses. And oh no, shit. They, they, yeah, they, for years they've they've been a, a reputable name in cases and power supplies and a few other things. Um, it's not quite like Alienware or something. Yeah, where where they're known for their gaming PCs. But they are a known name in the PC industry, and uh, they released it. They didn't give any, like, firm specs, price, date, the, how many of them they're going to produce. But uh, but they they did say that it would run, like, most modern games at, like, 4K resolution at, like, you know, 30 to 60 frames per second. And that it would have, you know, a, a proper, you know, it's basically a PC with a chicken warming drawer. Yeah, I thought you were going to say a proper chicken warmer on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> proper air fryer. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Like, uh, I've got chicken that gets cold occasionally. Uh, I'm curious to see where they come out with it. Because if, if they offer like a decent discount on what is otherwise a decent gaming PC, it might actually have some value. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm 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 gonna watch this one with interest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting too to see like what happens when I'm playing video games and I don't want to warm some chicken. Like, are, are, is your video game system or the room it's in just always gonna smell like like something that had previously fried something in there? With any luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can make toast maybe, or uh, you know, warm up a frozen burrito. Yeah. I mean. Like supposedly rolls. it's using like the CPU heat, like that's part of the cooling system in it. Like uh, that's, that's intriguing. It, yeah. It's, it's weird <laughs> and it's interesting. And it's shaped like a bucket of chicken. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited that that is, might actually be a real thing that, that, that makes me happy. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, on my notes here, I've only just got a few quick hits, so I can just run them down. They're all sort of the same thing, like uh, like casting news. Um, so I uh, I read that Jared Padalecki of Supernatural fame, I don't know which of the Winchester brothers he was, because I didn't watch it, but he was the one with the longer hair, who was also on Gilmore Girls. He was on Gilmore Girls, yeah. that's true. He's uh, Sam Winchester, I believe. Uh, okay. I kept wanting to say Dean. His, his brother's name is Dean, but he's the guy with the short hair. Yes. And I'm pretty, yeah. I feel like in Gilmore Girls, because I never, I've never watched the show religiously, but Angelina loves it. I think his name was Dean in Gilmore Girls. Oh, I don't remember. But I did, to be honest, I did enjoy Gilmore Girls. Like, <laughs> I, I avoided it like the plague for years, but my wife loved it. Ah. And then I ended up watching some episodes and uh, got uh, unduly sucked into it. I can't do it, man. The the w- the way they do that fast talking like turns me off completely. Everybody speaks; they don't speak like human beings. the The vocabulary they use, like human beings, are boring. I don't want to listen to human beings talk. <sighs> I want to listen to them talk. I hear human beings talk all the time. I want people <laughs> to be throwing witty insults at, you, at each other constantly. Hey everyone, this is Ben. Uh, in editing this, I realized John never actually got to the point about what Jared Padalecki was cast in before moving on to the next topic. So I figured I would record a quick thing letting you know 
that he is rumored to be cast as Walker, Texas Ranger in a new uh, version of the show. And uh, John's not here to chat about what his feelings on that are. So I'll just say, uh, why do we need a new Walker, Texas Ranger? And does he have any martial arts experience? Like, can he replace Chuck Norris? I'm doubtful. Anyway, back to the show. And then uh, in another bit of news, it uh, it appears that Chris Pine is set to lead a new Dungeons and Dragons movie, which doesn't have the best track record in uh, in theaters. But yeah, cool. Last Dungeons and Dragons movie was not phenomenal. When was the last one? Oh, I want to say like ninety. Okay, so we are talking about the one with eight with, with like uh, Jeremy Irons and a yeah. Wayans brother uh, yep. and Justin Whalen. Yeah, but I mean, Jeremy Irons, man, that's. It's legit talent, and he t- he took it seriously. Yeah, uh, the writers didn't, but he did. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a bit goofy. I mean, it had a Wayne's brother in it. Yeah, so th- that's the, the the as high as the bar of excellence gets. Yeah, it had it had Lois and Clark's <laughs> Jimmy Olsen in the lead role, and then it had a Wayne's brother. They spent their budget on Jeremy Irons. Yes, yeah. And not on the CGI dragon, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember working at the theaters when that came out. Uh, I'm I'm excited that a uh, that they're working on a D and D movie. I'm curious where they're going with it. If they're going to do like a more meta thing, where like you know it's a game, or is it just generic fantasy adventure? Yeah, is it Lord of the Rings by way of Dungeons and Dragons, or is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. E- either way, I think I could enjoy it if it was done well. If they do a meta thing, do they do like the jumanji thing where like people are transported into the game and yeah. then they gotta do it or is it just there's people playing a game and you visualize it cinematically I'm, i i don't yeah. know there's a lot of ways you could do it and and uh, and some of them are terrible so i'm curious to see if they do it right and i hope they do because it's it's a very market it's about as marketable as that product has been in a long time and uh if ever was there was a time where you could talk big money into making a D&D movie, it's now. Yeah. So I'm hoping they do it they do it right and they do it well. Well, and then the last bit I've got here is that the the reports are that Robert Downey Jr is coming back as Tony Stark or Iron Man for the Iron Heart project. The Riri Williams uh next generation of Iron Man, which it'll either have to be a flashback or a hologram. Yeah, cuz he's dead. Yeah. I mean, not that that matters in comics. Like, yeah. dead people stop being dead a lot. Yeah, Gamora was dead. They found a way around that. I mean, I guess it could, at this point, be an alternate dimension, Tony Stark also, but... I would be surprised if Black Widow stays dead. Yeah, I mean, the well, I guess the word is right now, because of course it would be, that, that she is staying dead. Um, but, oh, and there's also rumors that Robert Downey Jr. is going to have a cameo in that, which would probably be, well, I mean, I guess he That's, was alive back then. He was then. at least live then, so that but makes it's sense. it's just, man, like, the next big projects you're doing, Robert Downey Jr. is in them still. Like, come on, let's... He was a bit dominating in Far From Home. Yeah. Yeah, he which, was he was all up in those Spider-Man movies. Like, Which, I mean, I get, he was big in those, you know, in that part of the universe he was big in spider-man's life and development and so it makes sense that he would be around but i I thought it almost detracted a little bit absolutely from the actual story of the movie yeah so uh okay i guess i'm yeah it's happening whether or not you like it yeah um but that's about all i got 
yeah, that's about all I got too. Um, the only other big thing I wanted to go over was uh, we finished up the podcast Secret Santa event. Yeah. And I just wanted to uh, give a huge thank you to the other nine podcasts that helped us out with that. It was uh, an absolute pleasure working with them all. They're all um, professionals of the unpaid highest order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everyone took it very seriously and and had a lot of fun. And I think it was um, a success all around. I, I really appreciate everyone indulging me in, in getting strangers to run their show and and having fun with it. And uh, yeah. So thank you to all of you. I will, again, in the show notes, link to, I've got a list on Podchaser and one on Spotify that Garrett from Featured Creatures put together that uh, where you can go and listen to any and or all of the episodes in one place. Yeah, do it. Um, if you want to uh, let us know what you think of our show or whatever, uh, hit us up at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page. Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod, or you can call us up at 916-ORC-TURD, that is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, the turd of an orc. I did have someone on Twitter point out that uh, it is important that we spell orc out, because he reminded me that uh, in the Warhammer universe, orc is spelled O-R-K. Oh, shit. And if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, head on over to Podchaser or Apple Podcasts and leave us a uh, a five-star review. Yeah, or if you want to leave a one-star review, why don't you go ahead and review us and let us know how we did, like like this one MFer here. Well, I don't know, but I just saw we got a one-star review, man. That was our that was our perfect record that's been tarnished. Oh, they didn't leave a review? No, they didn't have anything to say. They just wanted to give us a one star, which if we Aww. if we deserve it, that's fair. But tell me why I deserve it. I got to tell you, I've been kind of looking forward to a one star, star review and have someone just leave a scathing review talking about how my v- laugh is irritating and, you know, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> or something. And and being able to excoriate them on, on the air and laugh at their being mean to us yeah uh but just to leave this one star and no review you've done us dirty sir that's cowardly yeah um but we did get a uh, a five-star review on here so i guess it was a one-star rating and we got a five-star review Woo! and the uh, headline says talk geek to me this is from david m either ween or wine it's the the same problem everyone has with the comic writer len ween or len wayne len wine it's w-e-i-n so Ween? That sounds like ween. I, it does to me too, but you like know, if it had an er at the end, it would be weener. Yeah, like if if someone's trying to avoid the 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 ween uh, connotation, I wouldn't be surprised if they just you know pronounced it wine instead, or maybe it was always wine, and they're sick of people saying calling them weener. Or maybe it's win. Maybe we should cut all this out because we might be insulting the very person <laughs> who uh, who gave us a five star review. I think I'll change that to a one. Yeah, but it it uh it's it, it's titled "Talk Geek to Me." It says I'm a uh, this is from December second. I'm a recent listener, but it's been great hearing Ben and John each episode. I can see how they've managed to keep things great as they talk all things nerdy for more than two years. So thank yeah. you very much, David. We appreciate that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. It's it's cool to hear new folks getting in there. Yeah. Until next time, see you later. Bye.